Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Wednesday, June 15th, and we're bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. The Federal Reserve is raising its benchmark interest rate three-quarters of a percentage point in an effort to curb rising inflation. It's the biggest rate hike in nearly three decades and a sign that the central bank is very concerned about rising prices. The move should slow down the economy by making borrowing more expensive. The trick now will be not to slow things so much that it leads to a recession. An investigation has found that Facebook is collecting personal data from people seeking abortions, which could then enable anti-abortion organizations to target and persuade would-be patients online. This violates Facebook's policies, but two investigative news outlets, Reveal and The Markup, found that over 200 so-called crisis pregnancy centers, which are basically anti-abortion organizations masquerading as health clinics, sent Facebook information like whether a person was looking for an abortion consultation, and in some cases, their names and numbers, all without a user's knowledge. The Southern Baptist Convention will keep a list of church pastors and workers credibly accused of sexual misconduct. The country's largest Protestant denomination is holding its annual conference now, just three weeks after a major independent report exposed church leaderships ignoring and mishandling abuse allegations. The vote for reform was overwhelming, but fell short of setting up a compensation fund for victims. Expect a lot more scrutiny about a tour of the Capitol that Republican Congressman Barry Loudermilk gave the day before the January 6th insurrection. It appears the 15 people on the tour were not harmless, as was reported by Republicans and the Capitol Police yesterday. The January 6th committee just released two videos to prove that. One shows members of that tour group taking photos of sensitive areas like tunnels to the Capitol. And another one shows one of those people marching to the Capitol the next day after Trump's rally, clearly ready for a fight. We're coming in like white on rice for Pelosi, Nadler, (laughs) Schumer, even you, AOC. We're coming to take you out. We'll pull you out by your hairs. Pour one out for Internet Explorer. As of today, what was once the world's most popular web browser is now retired. Jordan Erb writes Insider's 10 Things in Tech newsletter, and she says people who try to use Internet Explorer will now be directed to Microsoft Edge. And even though we've known about this for about a year, a lot of people are still feeling a lot of different ways about it. Some had already abandoned it for other browsers like Google Chrome, But for others, it really was their first introduction to searching the internet. So there's just a ton of nostalgia surrounding its retirement. In 2003, about 95% of all internet usage came from Internet Explorer. Isn't that nuts? Anyway, Internet Explorer, we're going to be okay. You can rest now. We're updating the refresh from Insider with the latest headlines, so make sure to check back often. Coming up, we look into why corporate America doesn't want to hire you part-time. The changing world of hybrid work offers new possibilities. WebEx enables them with an open platform and many integrated partners like Notion, Unifor, and SalesLoft. Powerful partnerships power hybrid work. Visit apphub.webex.com. Webex, 
working for everyone. Right after the 2020 elections, Donald Trump raised about $250 million in campaign donations on bogus claims that the election was stolen, known as the big lie. Now, a source tells Insider, New York Attorney General Letitia James is investigating that fundraising for possible fraud. The source tells us she can claim jurisdiction on behalf of New Yorkers who were allegedly defrauded by Trump's lies. This is on top of her existing investigation into the Trump family business. Russia is extending WNBA star Brittany Griner's detention a third time, saying a court investigation into her case isn't complete. Griner has been held in a Russian jail since February when authorities say they found vape cartridges filled with cannabis oil in her luggage. On Twitter, Griner's agent says the extension is proof that Griner is a political pawn and pleaded with the White House to do more to get her out. Apple TV just scored big with soccer fans. Major League Soccer has locked up its global rights with Apple for the next decade for an estimated minimum of $2.5 billion. It's a huge deal for one of the hottest sports leagues. Apple TV will feature both free and paywalled matches and an additional premium streaming service for diehards who want to see every single match with no blackouts or restrictions. New York's highest court has ruled that Happy the Elephant is not a person. Yeah, I know, this might sound like a setup for a joke, but it's actually a pretty sad story. The 51-year-old Asian elephant has been living in what critics call a one-acre prison at the Bronx Zoo since 1977. Activists were hoping that a court granting happy personhood status would grant her protections and her eventual release. The zoo says she is well cared for where she is. Jeopardy! champ and transgender activist Amy Schneider threw out the first pitch for Pride Night at the Giants-Dodgers game over the weekend. But if you were watching it on Fox Sports, you probably missed it. The network bizarrely aired a clip from a different first pitch at a previous game featuring a NASCAR driver. The Giants broadcasters aired a correction the next day. It was Amy Schneider from Jeopardy! fame who threw out the first pitch on on Pride Day yesterday, so I just wanted to make sure that she got her due. If you're one of the millions of people rethinking your relationship to work, you might have thought, wouldn't it be great if I could get a part-time job? But why are they so hard to find? Well, despite the pandemic shaking up their traditional workforce, corporate America is still reluctant to create part-time roles. Insider's Rebecca Knight, a careers reporter and one of our regular contributors, is here to explain. So, Rebecca, why are people seeking out part-time work? What's the benefit for them? Well, as you just said, a lot of people during this pandemic have rethought what they want out of their jobs, what they want out of their lives, and they're realizing maybe they don't want work to be the organizing principle of of their life. They want to still make money. They want to still contribute and use their brain, but they don't necessarily have 40 hours a week to dedicate to that because perhaps they have other things going on, like they have children to care for or an elderly relative or just other things that they want to do in their lives. And they realize that working part-time, 25, 30 hours a week, would just fit their life better. But how long has this push been going on? Is it really just related to the pandemic or has it started a bit before that? The fact is, it is not just a pandemic thing. There's always been a lack of part-time jobs, and that's always created an obstacle, particularly for working parents and caregivers. But COVID really brought it to the forefront. We know that the pandemic crushed working mothers. There are one million fewer 
women in the labor force than there were in February of 2020. We would absolutely see many more women, and I'm talking specifically college-educated women with small children in the workforce if companies were to rethink how, how they build their workforce. So you write that it can be logistically tricky for big companies to offer part-time roles. Why is that? Because it is. Because they have to <laughs> think about hiring and onboarding for two people, um, which is expensive for them. The taxes are different. They have to think about sick leave and paid time off. And they have managers who've never necessarily managed a part-time worker. So how would they do that? So they maybe need to train managers to do these kinds of things. So it's really just a headache and a hassle that most companies don't want to deal with. But it's not just all logistics, right? I mean, it, how do stereotypes and the idea of the American work ethic play into a company's reluctance to offer part-time positions? That is really the crux of the matter, is that employers think less of a worker who wants to work part-time. There's this notion of what the ideal worker looks like, and that is someone who is dedicated, who is committed, who is available to the organization 24-7. And so if someone says, I want to work part-time, I want to work 20 or 30 hours a week, there's this feeling that this person may not be as serious, they may not be as driven, may not be as committed. But of course, that's not true. That is not true at all. That person is just as committed, just as engaged, just as productive, perhaps even more so. So uh, how would hiring more part-timers actually help companies? This isn't just a good move for working parents and working moms. This would be good for their bottom line. So many companies would say to me, well, I can just hire a contractor. But the fact of the matter is, as someone who is employed by your company is more uh, a position to understand and advance your company's mission. They care more. They're more invested. And importantly, part-time workers, by and large, don't plan to be part-time for their entire career. They do want to go on to full-time. And so then you have these workers who understand how work gets done in your company, and they are already well-trained and committed to your organization. So you can then move them into full-time roles if that's what makes sense for them. So what is the most baffling aspect of all of this to you? One thing that really stood out to me in my reporting is that women are much better educated than men. In fact, in 2020, women earned more than 60% of all master's degrees. They also outnumber men on college campuses around the country. And so in the workforce in which women have the educational upper hand, companies need to address their needs. And we are in a tight labor market. Companies are not able to hire the people that they want, the talent that they want. This is going to be a challenge for companies for decades. And so they need to think creatively. They need to think about adding part-time to the mix, adding job sharing to the mix, thinking about four-day work weeks, thinking about different ways to make work work for different kinds of people. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us on The Refresh, as always. Always so much fun. Rebecca Knight is a senior correspondent and careers reporter at Insider. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play the Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Talk to you soon. Bye.